Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now on the line from Tamari Makaro, I'm joined by James Borrowdale. Morena to you, James. Uh, kia ora, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're more than welcome, you're more than welcome. Jeez, dogs barking in the background, what's going on there? <laughs> Sorry, the neighbours, I'll move away from that. Oh no, it's fine, I like it. A bit of atmosphere, James. <laughs> Uh, I thought maybe it was the drug dogs. Um, no, um, right. Weed, a New Zealand story. That is your book, your debut um, book on my air. But you are a journalist by trade. Um, and with the referendum just around the corner, um, one that's going to, well, could fundamentally change um, the country's landscape. Um, so what better time to look back on our past, um, you know, fascinations and obsessions with, with weed, I guess. Um, so, I mean, I f- first off, I guess, why, why write the book? Uh, well, I guess exactly for some of those reasons you just pointed out. I mean, um, what a fantastic opportunity um, at the moment to to have a look at how this uh, plant has um, changed us and how we have... Uh, you know, uh, developed this uh, unique relationship with it. Um, and so, yeah, just looking back, I tried to keep it really personal in the book, t- t- telling these stories through through people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so just, uh, yeah, I just think what a great opportunity to, 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 to look back at it. When, you, when you're talking about um, people's experiences, um, you know, are we looking at purely positive experiences in the book? Uh, I don't think so, no. Um, I mean, uh, the way the book, uh, the way the way I sort of planned the book, um, you know, these are just, these are people's experiences with the, with the drug itself and also sort of, I guess, fighting for its liberation from the law. Um, that is sort of the, the, the cannabis culture, I suppose. So, uh, you know, by definition, the, 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 you know, people are obviously positive about about this drug but i don't think i'd shy away from um you know uh, potential negative uh aspects of it either Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um we're some of the biggest consumers of of cannabis in in the world um you know it's part of the national psyche in a way and we love it or, or we hate it um especially since the 1960s you know um things really kind of ramped up and and our consumption of of it mm-hmm. um you know what i mean do we have any understanding of why it's so popular here is it like you know do we like to be naughty um why have we really taken to this plant yeah it's, it's a really interesting question and it's sort of one i grapple with throughout the book um and i, I to be honest i'm not sure if I, I ever um kind of hit upon a you know the the answer um, there are definitely uh, sort of. I, I think uh, one aspect of it, obviously, is, is this country's isolation. And um, when in the sixties, as you point out, this drug started to, or this plant started to to, to uh, become very popular here, and then after that, started to um, be grown here. You know, on uh, mass. Um, just I, I suppose access to it, uh, where 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 it's obviously harder to smuggle other illegal drugs, you know, across the seas to this isolated spot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we had this drug here, and 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 it was growing abundantly um, in our soil. So, I think that's certainly one aspect of it. Um, yeah. 
Um, before 1927, cannabis was uncontrolled. Uh, then came the 1927 Dangerous Duck, um, Drugs Acts, uh, Act, uh, and the last, you know, the final nails in the coffin came in the, in the 60s in terms of um, bringing in full prohibition. Was 1991 when we signed the single convention on narcotic drugs. Um, you know, but what are, what are the true reasons for prohibition in New Zealand? You know, was it us thinking that it was bad, or was it somebody else telling us? Uh, I mean, I think largely someone else telling us. I mean, prohibition, yeah, as you point out, has its sort of roots from that 1927 law. Although it didn't prohibit personal possession of the plant, it basically prohibited the plant, basically prohibited um, you know, the drug. Um, and that had basically sprung up from this international consensus, um, sort of, uh, you know, from these international drug conventions that had it, that it, that it started to become part of the landscape. Um, and basically, yeah, I mean, in New Zealand, there was no public agitation for its control, was concerned about its use, you know, nothing like that. It just was sort of imposed or we were, I mean, we were just following international trends and actually we were explicitly pressured by uh, Great Britain to to enact new legislation to, to cover the um, this, uh, convention that we'd signed in 1925, I believe. Um, and actually, we, we our, our lawmakers went further than that convention required um, at the at the sort of behest of of Great Britain. So um, yeah, I mean, and and, and then it was entr- really entrenched, um, and we've sort of have never really looked at a different way of controlling cannabis until very recently, you know. Um, so that's why I think it's interesting to, or it's you know, it's a it's it's time to maybe consider a different way of doing things. Mm. Well, so we went really heavy, really fast, right? We, we pushed down on, on cannabis quite quickly. Um, you know, and, and, and I guess that kind of ramped up in the 1980s um, with the way America went with their war on drugs, and we kind of followed their lead a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, I, I don't have the stats to, to hand at the moment, but I mean, you, you look at the, the, the 1980s in particular, and um, yeah, the, you know, the, 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 the sheer numbers of... Um, arrest and convictions and, and, and even the sort of tonnage of, of plant material seized and stuff just increases um, you know dramatically across across that decade and especially as obviously the 1980s in New Zealand um, was a was a was a time of great upheaval economically mm-hmm. uh, and I think um, you know uh, uh, cannabis became a became a, uh, you know, a, an economic lifeline for a lot of people, I think, um, yeah. who were disengaged from the formal economy uh, following the 84 reforms. And it probably became a good distraction for the government to say, hey, look what we're doing over here, while in the background either we're doing a thing big, things are falling over in 1987 with the stock market crash and selling off of assets as well. Um, and then, you know, I mean, with the war on drugs, you, you know, there's bounding around of um, the it's kind of a, a racist policy in a way with the disproportionate number of Māori and Pacific Islanders being affected but um, I would argue and I'm sure you're the same that that's probably just inherent in the justice system as a whole uh, yeah I think I think you're right there um, I th- and I think this, the statistics back that up and I sort of explore this in the book um, which of course isn't to say that uh, repealing prohibition would not, you know, be of benefit to, to those minority um, populations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I think uh, you know it's it's the nature of any public social policy in this country is that um, marginalised people will bear will 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 bear the worst will will, will get the worst out of that, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So whether that's you know in health or or, or law or anything, I think is you know is until we address those really fundamental um, challenges for, the, for this country, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, any 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 government policy will will, will probably you know um, fall uh, disproportionately against um, yeah those minority populations, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, you talk a little bit about your journey uh, into cannabis in the book. Um, you know, so what 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 qualifies you to write it? Uh, well, I think, I mean, I have a fairly, um, I'd say, regular, normal relationship with with cannabis as, as a New Zealander. Um, you know, I think I first tried it when I was fifteen, fourteen or fifteen, and um, later sort of. You know, got into it more. Um, but, uh, but I mean, I think, I mean, what qualifies me to write it is, I, I, you know, I just came as, as a journalist, and I guess the nature of of the, the referendum is that we all, regardless of our relationship with cannabis, have to make this decision, or or, or ca- uh, you know, can make this decision if we want. Um, so, I mean, we're all kind of equally equally qualified on that on that. Yeah. Um, on that basis, you just got to do um, the research, right? Uh, so, but um, yeah, I think I mean, uh, I, what qualified me to write it was just, um, I, I suppose, um, just the sheer number of people I talked to um, and, and 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 listened to, it and, and the, the amount of thinking I sort of did about this plant and our relationship with it over mm. the course of writing the book, including former Radio One DJ Abe Gray and friend of the station, uh, Mr. Um, Jeff Nola, uh, which is nice to have them both in there. Um, when you were talking about your you know, the first time you smoked, uh, you mentioned you had a pair of Quicksilver shorts on. Uh, I assume that was the 1990s. That would have been the height of fashion there, um, James. You must have... <laughs> you're lucky. Boy. Yeah, well, I was very proud of those shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, lucky boy. If I had a pair of Quicksilver shorts when I was 14, I would have been very proud too. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we... It's funny because you know, um, and we talk about this a lot uh, um, when when we're talking about the cannabis debate, alcohol, you know, and, and you know, it's far worse in all statistics across the board, essentially, uh, than cannabis. Um, you know, so, so why do some people why do they push against weed so hard uh, whilst sometimes enjoying a tipple of of their favourite liquor? Well, again, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, it's scientific consensus basically that. Um, that alcohol is a, is a more harmful substance than, than cannabis, um, and so I, I, the question then becomes: like, what sort of cultural forces lead us to demonise some substances and allow, or you know, tolerate, or even encourage others? Um, and I, th- I think that has to do with, uh, yeah, with these sort of cultural reasons, you know. Uh, the, you know, the West has a long, long history with alcohol, um, obviously, and uh, I think culturally, society has had time to kind of fold those harms and those, into, in, you know, into into our consciousness and, and, and sort of not be, um, 
not be scared of them in a way. Mm. Whereas when there's a, a, I think a new substance comes along, um, and, and obviously cannabis has a really long history in, in other parts of the world, but um, when a new substance comes along, I think we haven't had the time culturally to, to kind of fold that into our, you know, our sense of it. And so we kind of other it a bit and think, oh, that's, you know, that's a strange, that's a strange, strange thing. And, and, and the thing is, altered states, be it alcohol, cannabis, they're all, they are, they are, this is a strange phenomena, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're altering the way that you see the world. Uh, you know, you're altering the way your brain works. So these are like powerful states. So uh, I think cultures need time to yet fold those into themselves and become comfortable with them. Mm, coffee is the same in a small, small way. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, co- uh, um, yeah, coffee is a coffee's a really good example. In fact, um, an historian I, I cite in the book says, you know, um, tobacco and, and coffee only became sort of acceptable in the West uh, when they helped um, uh, direct the. I think the, the quote is direct the human organism towards the primacy of labour. Um, so you know, during the Industrial Revolution. Mm. Um, when these drugs could kind of help focus the mind or, or you know, or labor, um, they, they sort of became sort of societally acceptable. Uh, tobacco uh, in, in certain parts of the world, you know, could be punished by death, I think, in the Ottoman Empire and in Russia at certain points. Um, so, you know, the, the, these, these, these things are all cultural, how, yeah. how, we, how we determine our attitude towards towards psychoactive substances. Uh, I mean, and it was the tobacco was the bre- bedrock of the early uh, American economy. And without tobacco, America probably wouldn't be where it is today. Um, Absolutely. So was hemp, actually. And, yeah. Um, funnily enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, two more quick things. Um, you know, the the medical marijuana debate. I mean, that's an interesting one as well. I see. F- um, from from the naysayers when it comes to medical marijuana because they're the same people that will easily um, you know if you go in a hospital you break something oh give me some morphine you know I've always found that debate really I mean that that really interesting um, you know they, they push quite hard against mar- some people push quite hard against mar- medical marijuana but they're very open to opioids yeah I, I, yeah and I think I, I think it's starting to change a bit now I mean I we're seeing with the, the referendum and the legalisation debate, you know, um, the, the people who are opposed always seem very um, quick to, to, to say, oh, you know, but we're not talking about medical marijuana, uh, medical cannabis, sorry. Um, we, you know, we agree with that. That's that, that's um, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, obviously, the prohibition of cannabis over the, over the last century has um, coloured how, how you know medically how, how we view it, and obviously in terms of um, I, I mean just the difficulty of getting uh, getting products to market you, you know through these various regulatory minefields um, that the prohibition is, is thrown up in the way have have, have certainly made things more difficult. Um, so I mean I think those are some of the reasons why. Why we're only now beginning to really um, get the grips with the um, the medical uh, potential of cannabis. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, with the referendum coming up, um, I mean, now is a good time to get educated. Whether you're pro or against right now, you might not necessarily know all the facts, or even some of them, you might just have your own preconceived ideas around cannabis. So, um, I think right now is a good time to produce this book, James, uh, and could be a good reference for a lot of people out there, or at least a starting point to get to understand um, not only uh, the plant itself, uh, but the culture behind it. I think so, and I think, um, as you say, like, I, 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 it just uh, gives, I think, a bit of a, a critical framework to mm-hmm. be able to start thinking about about this issue, you know, from um, not just from the sort of historical and socio-historical and cultural, um, sta- you know, uh, standpoints. Um, yeah, I think it, it just it just it takes a longer look. Um, at some of the forces that we're now seeing play out, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of those cultural forces that we're now seeing play out, you know, as the referendum draws draws near. Yeah, indeed. And I, for one, as a person that used to smoke quite a lot of cannabis and now doesn't smoke it at all, just because it started feeling, I started feeling uncomfortable. I can attest to the fact that um, you know it's not the kind it, it's, it shouldn't be demonised the way it is. Uh, I can at least say that. Well, um, thank you very much, James. The nineties are back, so go get yourself some quick, quick silver board shorts. Um, yeah. you know, that look is way back in again, so you'll be fine. <laughs> I'll try to take, I'll try to take them up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us. Um, the book's fantastic. Um, Weed: A New Zealand Story is out now uh, from Penguin. Uh, and you'll find it at all good bookstores. Uh, James, thanks very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Have a great day. Bye. You do. Right, James Borrowdale, Weed in New Zealand Story, as I said before, at a good, all good bookstores. I've got a copy to give away now. Text 0212 Radio 1. That's 021 3461 to win yourself a copy. Here's a- thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.